This is an AMI podcast. Hi, I'm Andy Frank, along with Grace Scofield of AMI-audio. Today is December 3rd, the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. The annual observance of this day was proclaimed in 1992 by United Nations General Assembly Resolution 47.3. It aims to promote the rights and well-being of persons with disabilities in all spheres of society and development, and to increase awareness of the situation of persons with disabilities in every aspect of political, social, economic, and cultural life. Building on many decades of the UN's work in the field of disability, it drafted the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, or CRPD. That was adopted in 2006 and has further advanced the rights and well-being of persons with disabilities. Two years after the adoption of the CRPD, the Austrian nonprofit Essel Foundation created the Zero Project. The vision of Zero Project is a world without barriers, or with zero barriers. It is a global and research-driven initiative to support the implementation of the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. It focuses its efforts on the topics of education, employment, accessibility, independent living and political participation, and ICT, which is Information and Communications Technology. Over the past decade, the Zero Project has established a global network of over 10,000 experts, policymakers, academics, and other persons with and without disabilities who are advancing the implementation of the CRPD. The network contributes to the Zero Project's work and continues to grow, fostering a global community for disability inclusion. The Zero Project seeks to find solutions, replicate them, scale them in a way that they can fit any society's size, support innovation, and share knowledge. Every year, the Zero Project seeks inclusive, innovative, and scalable solutions from around the world to submit their nominations. They are then evaluated in a multi-step process that includes peer review by thousands and voting. A select number of solutions receive a Zero Project Award and support through the Zero Project Network. The awards are celebrated at a conference in Vienna at the UN Building every February. AMI-audio has been pleased to spread the word since 2020 and will be there again in 2024. This year's Zero Project awardees were announced earlier today and we are pleased to present them to you now. The theme for 2024 is Inclusive Education and Information and Communications Technology. AMI-audio readers Bruce Baclarian, Nizreen Abdelmajid, Andy Frank, Stephen Scott, Jacob Shymansky and I will read a brief bio of 77 winning entries that come from four sectors, business, civil, public, and ICT. These are people and organizations that are truly making a difference. First up, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest of Double Tap review the awardees in the ICT category. I'm Stephen Scott, and he is Sean Priest. Hello, Sean. Hello. Good to be here. And we're looking at various countries around the world and the winners from those countries. We start with Austria. 
And Light for the World is an international NGO based in Austria. It developed CapAble, possibly also pronounced Capable, right? Which is a website that provides universities and institutions with tools, resources and educational materials. CapAble offers guidance on implementing inclusive policies, an assistive technology hub, and awareness-raising advice. Originally developed to support MasterCard Foundation scholars in several African countries, it has over 25,000 users and received over 100,000 page views since 2021. Worthy winners for sure, Sean. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting. The joy of the Zero Project Conference is learning about pockets of excellence around the world. And this is for sure one of them, providing much-needed advice to people on all of the, the aforementioned uh, areas. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And of course, the joy of this segment for us is that we do hear about these. We're so used to being stuck in our little bubbles, be it, you know, stuck in your own country. But when you when you look at what's going on across the world, it's absolutely amazing. And this is a great example of that. This is where it all starts. You know, this is where the information comes from that leads to more assistive tech, more accessible services for everyone. Absolutely. Now, moving on to Belgium, and another winner is Ugani Prosthetics, a startup based in Belgium, has developed an innovative workflow to produce affordable prosthetics targeted at persons in low-income countries. Ugani uses standard tabletop 3D printers and smartphones as scanners, which reduces costs compared with regular production methods. They also train local orthopaedic technicians, thereby ensuring sustainability and accountability for the customers. So this is a really interesting area once again, another absolute, you know, deserving winner mm. uh, in a whole new area and really using the latest in technology, 3D printing to develop prosthetics. This is ingenious. Oh, definitely. And we're seeing more and more of this. The use of, you could call it off-the-peg technology to do these sort of things, absolutely amazing. And, you know, this is it, because we talk about, and we have talked about for years, you and I, the use of mainstream technology to enable and empower disabled people. I mean, 3D printing does that. I mean, it, it, and in this example, can really do that to, to, to assist in countries where there is just no other way of getting in that kind of, you know, if you need a prosthetic, you have to send away for it. How long could you wait? Whereas if you can literally yes. print one out, it's yes. amazing. It changes everything, absolutely. So wonderful to hear about that. So well done to Ogani Prosthetics. Uh, moving on to Iran and the Accessibility Comprehensive Plan for Urban Spaces in Tehran, which the project started back in 2019 and is operated by Omran Zaveh Engineering Consultants Co., now, it focuses on identifying, categorizing, and prioritizing accessible routes, assessing sidewalk accessibility, and developing an action plan to improve sidewalks and public places. The project's output is available through an online map provided by the municipality of Tehran. By 2023, approximately 10% of the metropolitan area has been evaluated. Now, we've talked a lot on our show about accessible streets and access to more accessible areas. It's interesting to learn about projects that are going on in other parts of the world, like Iran, where this kind of work is going on, not just to make streets accessible, but actually identify and, as it says, categorise and prioritise this as, as something that is that should be done. 
Oh, absolutely. It's not until you identify that need of there should be a a usable pavement, a usable sidewalk here. It's not until you identify that that you can make any progress of actually making it appear, making it happen. So, yeah, amazing. And and like a lot of companies we've spoken to over the years, and I think immediately about Orcam, based in Israel, you know, there's yeah. a company that has developed a product, again, another product that's come out and taken the world by storm, being used around the world. This I could see absolutely being adopted in cities all over the world. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of people don't realise that there's some places in the world where the sidewalks are just non-existent. Mm. Never mind, they may be you know, not of the greatest quality, but they may be absolutely not available to people. Moving on to Japan, Ryobi Systems Co. Limited, a large national company based in Japan, has created Visolve, an assistive technology for people with colour blindness. Now, it allows, this peop- allows, it allows users to focus in certain areas of the screen and to apply colour filters like red slash green or blue slash yellow, thus ensuring better colour recognition. Now, Visolve is available for free globally and is compatible with Windows and Mac operating systems. And since 2005, this software has been downloaded 72,000 times. Wow. Yeah, again, it's, it's, it's filling a need that is definitely there. Uh, I just, uh, how many people could make use of this that actually don't know it even exists yet? Great software. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, it's all about resources. All of the time for me, it's always about resources and making resources more available to people. That's what's great, of course, about the Zero Project Conferences. You get the chance to learn about things. And, you know, what we can do here on AMI-audio is actually share the word, which is the key. Yeah. Um, now, on to Kazakhstan. And the I Teach Me Competence Development Center, which is an NGO based in Kazakhstan, which launched the I Teach Me Academy in 2019 through a comprehensive training program for persons with various disabilities. The academy provides opportunities to acquire professional skills, particularly in the digital field. Now, the education is done mostly online, followed by an in-person skills camp. Uh, over 90% of the graduates are successfully employed. Since 2019, the Academy has established partnerships with over 100 businesses. How wonderful is that? Getting people into work, and you know, with such a success rate as well, over 90% of the graduates are of this being employed. It's, it's an amazing statistic to have that. I, I mean, so often when we hear about statistics and disability and employment, it's always in the negatives. And, and to hear that, absolutely fantastic. And that mix of uh, methods, you know, online and the camp, I mean, great. And, you know, let's be brutally honest about it. There are times when you listen to these stories and you hear about these companies or these organisations or these NGOs or whatever it might be, and you think to yourself, that's coming out of Kazakhstan? These are, these are not places you would automatically assume have got disability rights at the top of their agenda. No, that's right. We've barely got it at the top of the agenda in Canada or in the UK or in the US. So you would think it would be even further back behind so many other needs. Yeah. But, you know, there are still programs going on that are doing this great work. And, and I think that statistic about uh, employment rates are incredible Absolutely. as a result of this. And, and how much we can learn as well. This could be implemented yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. And how could we get that in our country? Because I think we could really do with that, to be perfectly honest. We could certainly do with that kind of of skills. But I, I think, you know, it's interesting because I know you went to a college for blind people. And yeah, that's right. 
this is this particular uh, one we're talking about, of course, is for disabled people generally. But you went to a college for the blind, and it does make a difference because you're learning skills, but you're learning them in a way which are catered for your learning needs. Yeah, right? that's absolutely. The point yeah, I'm, I'm more than that. It's working with other people with the same or similar disability to you that changes you as well. So it, it's just it's just great on so many different levels. Now on to the Netherlands, and one we know about very well, is Hable One BV, a startup company based in the Netherlands, which has won an award. It developed the Hable One, the device that enhances smartphone and tablet accessibility for individuals with visual impairments. Easily connecting via Bluetooth, it has tactile feedback buttons and voiceover and talkback commands, allowing users to navigate and type without relying on visual cues. It's compatible with iOS and Android devices, supports multiple languages, and is portable for convenience. And it already has gained an active user base of 2,500 now, this is something we've talked about on our show on Double Tap quite a lot. Uh, this is an incredible little device, which has actually taken the world by storm. It's, it's really had a lot of interest, this one. It has. I mean, we've had a conversation using the Hable One uh, many a time because <laughs> yes. I, I don't consider myself a Braille user. I'm not a Braille user, but this device actually is just so easy to pick up, easy to use. I don't know how they've done it, but it's a great way to use your device. It's just fantastic. And I think it's put affordable Braille in people's hands. Now, granted, it's not Braille in the sense of a physical Braille dot, but it is is giving you the ability to type in Braille. And for a lot of people who use Braille every day, they might want to be able to use their smartphones because, you know, they can type quicker using a, a Braille display than perhaps they can... Uh, using a regular QWERTY keyboard, this would appeal to many people. But even those people who are not that into Braille are buying this and they're actually using it to learn Braille. I find that really interesting. And it's not just about text input. You can actually interact and control virtually every aspect of your device. You can, just like you're touching the screen in the case of the iPhone or an Android phone, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I love mine. And as I said, I don't consider myself to be a Braille user at all. Yeah, congrats to the team at uh, Hable One. On to Nigeria and another winner, Save Our Needy organisation. It is a small national NGO based in Nigeria. It focuses on disadvantaged women and girls that face poverty, disability, HIV and gender-based violence. Participants receive free training in ICT, digital skills, leadership and mentorship. The project also offers safe spaces for learning and growth. Initially benefiting 400 women and girls with disabilities, the project has expanded to reach an additional 2,000 individuals. Again, another important part of this conversation is making sure that everyone gets a seat at the table, a chance to learn, a chance to grow. Technology can be a big part of that. And I think that countries around the world are realising that, you know, with the technological skills, women, girls, Anyone can frankly go on and and get a career and and get themselves out of poverty and also get out of of dangerous situations like this. Uh, Absolutely. And this is just, you know, a a cause beyond technology, but using technology as a way to get employment and give yourself some sort of uh, self-empowerment, really. And um, yeah, just an amazing thing to be happening. 
Now, on to Spain, and uh, an organization called Iris Bond has developed an eye tracking device called Hiru that enables non verbal individuals with conditions such as cerebral palsy to communicate using their eyes. Now, this technology helps them to actively participate in society by attending school, working, and engaging with others. The device consists of cameras that track the user's eyes, which enable them to operate different computer applications. Hyru is compatible with Windows and iP- Apple iPad operating systems and had over 7,000 users worldwide in 2022. That is Iris Bond winning that prize for Spain. And again, an incredible use of technology. I mean, I just can't get my head around the way this might even work, but it just... I love the fact that this technology is enabling people who cannot communicate in the traditional methods are able to now use technology to communicate, not on their behalf, because although you could argue there is a little bit of that, it's not making decisions and speaking for you. It's speaking what you want to say, but in a different way. Yeah, it's giving people a voice. It's literally giving people a voice and giving people that that power to... to, uh, let themselves be free, basically. And, and this is a way that technology can do that. And this is often a place where people aren't seen as individuals because they may be non-communative or whatever it may be. Uh, that disability is the only thing that people see. It's not until you give people the ability to communicate that they can show people you know, that they are actually real people in there. There's real people behind that disability. And that's so important. And it must be a a lot of stress on people. You know, I can only imagine the frustration someone must feel when they're not being heard because they can't communicate. I, I know from from my perspective, I'm sure you can echo this too, being spoken to or actually having someone spoken to almost like as a proxy to you is a yes. common problem for us. And we can communicate in the traditional methods. But people, because they can't look at us and we don't look at them directly, they feel we can't communicate. It's that la- you know. It seems that disability becomes the barrier for them, not for yeah. us, but for them. They struggle to see past it. They they can't seem to. I've had people almost move and it, it, almost like trying to get in front of my eyes to to sort of talk to me directly. Yes, because if they can't look at me, if they, if, if they can't get the eye contact, they just seem to lose you- the connection. It's almost like peekaboo with a child. Suddenly anything yeah. they can't see or you can't see doesn't exist and the world just doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's the does he take sugar syndrome. And if someone and, can't uh, communicate in those traditional methods, I think people are written off. I think yeah, just people are written absolutely. off. It's, it's, we see it with elderly people all the time. You know, it's just people are so, it's, it's, it's disgusting that it happens. But what fantastic uh, use of technology to, to just showcase, you know, that it's possible. Even on its own, just to showcase it's possible. And again, this is why I'm so thrilled to be here today talking about the Zero Project Conference winners, such deserving, deserving organizations. Another one which is known globally, but from Switzerland, UNICEF, which promotes inclusive communication globally through its Giving Voice to Every Child initiative, another winner here. It combines open source augmentative and alternative communication technology with the capacity building of professionals. The free Seaboard application, with its symbol library, creates access to linguistic support programs and devices. The Giving Voice to Every Child initiative has benefited over 3,000 children with communication impairments since 2019. 
And we stay with UNICEF as we move to the US. And a large international body, of course, as it is, based in the US, has created the Accessible Digital Textbooks, or ADT, initiative. ADTs offer customizable learning experiences through features like narration, sign language videos, and simplified language. The initiative involves collaboration with writers, publishers, teachers, organizations of persons with disabilities, and ministries of education to strengthen the production of accessible learning materials. ADTs have reached over 2,500 students globally, with 64 prototypes produced. And the goal for the next few years is to expand the project's coverage, create a global community of practice, and provide massive teacher training. Huge work done by UNICEF around the world and two programmes that it produces in winning in two separate countries' categories this year. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, very impressive. Now, staying in the US and a startup company called Nagish has one. It's based in New York and it developed several products to make communication more accessible to people who are deaf, hard of hearing or have speech impairments. An AI-driven captioning engine converts various forms of communication into highly accurate real-time text, enabling private and independent conversations via smartphones or tablets. Between 2021 and 2023, tens of thousands of people in the United States and Canada have been using Nagish on a daily basis. What an incredible piece of technology. And I'm starting to see more of this, Sean, where, where more companies are developing products using the ability to create text-to-speech, not just in, in some sort of um, you know automated voice or robotic voice, actually using people's voices. Yes. And, and like you said before, giving people a voice, but their own voice. Well, just, you know, the ability to communicate is key. It, it's vital to to empower the individual themselves, but also to take them further on. I mean, this sort of technology, the eye tracking technology we talked about earlier, it's just, it's so important. And it's um, it's hard to envisage how, how people come up with the ideas to make this happen, but they do. And this sort of technology is, is groundbreaking. Now, staying in the US and Sensi, a company based in California, is a winner at Zero Project Conference this year. They've developed an AI-driven technology that converts text into Braille with high accuracy and speed. The project addresses the need for accessible educational materials, particularly in science and technology subjects, for visually impaired students. It transcribes complex math textbooks, including equations and diagrams, within hours, eliminating errors commonly found in manual transcriptions. Between 2020 and 2023, Sensi has converted approximately 1.5 million books into Braille. Incredible. Wow. Yes. And look, it's, it's those sort of stems, such as science and mathematics, where Braille is, um, it, it can be so important, but it's incredibly difficult to replicate. And if anyone's been able to sort of tackle that problem, it can make a, a huge change. You know, for many people in the world, AI started at the tail end of 2022 because that's when we started to hear about ChatGPT and OpenAI and all of that yeah. development. But actually, this has been going on for years. And this is the proof that not only is it going on for years and hasn't been has been going on for years, but also the capability already in AI. And using it with Braille, I, I think this is probably the first time I've heard about a direct connection with AI and Braille. And yeah. this is an, an area where I remember 
when I was at school growing up, I, I didn't read Braille then, but my school friends did. And they would be getting books that were manually transcribed by teachers. They would scan yes. the books. They would then go through that text. Then they would transfer that into Braille, print the whole thing out, check it again, and perhaps even have to update, like, you know, give me page four back because it's wrong. You know, I'll reprint page four. That yep. kind of thing. And, and that was happening. And that would take weeks to do one book. Of course. And that affects the, the, the students, right? That affects the way that people are educated. It's incredibly important. And it would take a team of the three, four people to just deal with one book. Yeah, This can all be done now in hours. Absolutely incredible. Uh, so, yeah, another winner, Sensi there, and uh, also from the US, Raising the Floor, a winner, uh, an NGO based in New York, launched Morphic in 2021. Now, Morphic is a free and open source software that enhances the accessibility of computers and assistive technologies. It simplifies access to built-in accessibility features, offers customizable interfaces, and allows assistive technologies to follow users to any computer they use. Morphic has been successfully deployed in, uh, on over 10,000 computers, mostly in educational institutions and libraries, benefiting thousands of users. And again, what a wonderful tool to just make technology more accessible to more people. What a list of winners, Sean, and an incredible amount of people working in the technological space Certainly companies, I mean, we know one or two of them, but there's a lot more. And I imagine this will form a very interesting conversation for us as we move through Double Tap uh, in the coming months when we get a chance to talk to these organisations and learn more about the work they do. It is just incredible. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. The way that people are using technology, I mean, the technology itself is incredibly impressive, right? But it's the, it's the things that people think and the creative ways that people use that technology that really blow my mind. Absolutely amazing. So for the ICT category, that's it for Sean and I. Um, thank you for allowing us to come on and uh, announce these winners. And uh, we look forward to hearing more about the Zero Project Conference winners for 2024. You're listening to a special broadcast celebrating the UN's International Day of Persons with Disabilities. We continue with our list of Zero Project awardees in inclusive education. India. Love for Life Rehabilitation Services, or LFL, is an NGO based in New Delhi, India. It offers personalized parent-child counseling and early intervention programs for children with special needs in remote areas throughout the National Capital Territory of Delhi. Support includes integrated music therapy for individuals with special needs to enhance their cognitive, emotional, social, and physical development. Between 2020 and 2023, over 835 children with disabilities received remote services through LFL. Australia. Reach and Match is a social enterprise based in Australia. It has created a tactile tool featuring double-sided sensory mats Braille and print alphabet tiles, as well as four distinct sounds. It actively encourages tactile exploration, motor skills development, and literacy through various two-dimensional and three-dimensional configurations. Active partnerships with World Vision Thailand and UNICEF have allowed for tribal populations in Thailand and Papua New Guinea to access these tactile tools. This kit has directly benefited 20,000 children 
in eight countries since 2014. India, Digital Impact Square, or DISC, is an open social innovation center and a Tata Consultancy Services Foundation initiative. It is based in Nashik, Maharashtra, India. DISC provides skill building, mentoring, and a seed fund to nurture young innovators in creating their own startups. The organization focuses on various thematic areas, including assistive technology for persons with disabilities. Since 2016, DISC has successfully incubated seven startups, which positively impacted the lives of over 100,000 persons and their caregivers. USA Infinite Flow Dance, a professional nonprofit dance company based in Sherman Oaks, California, operates a social business that conducts dance training and education in person and online. The in-person elementary school assemblies program educates students about disability inclusion and combats bullying and social isolation faced by children with disabilities. This in-person component is complemented by the Scoops of Inclusion, an online learning platform that includes animated and inclusive dance content for all. The program has reached 25 schools and approximately 10,000 youth since 2017. Japan. Okayama Broadcasting Co. Limited, or OHK, is a medium-sized broadcasting company based in Japan. It runs a unique sign language academy that allows sign language interpreters to learn how to sign distinctive aspects of motorsports, such as gear shifts or acceleration. This initiative is currently funded by the Toyota Mobility Foundation and is independently certified by the Japan Deaf Sports Federation. Overall, the program aims to create an inclusive society where everyone can enjoy sports together ahead of the 2025 Deaf Olympics to be hosted in Tokyo, Japan. Turkey. An NGO based in Turkey runs the nationwide Campus of Colors program. It aims to raise socially responsible leaders from high school and university students with and without disabilities. Overall, 410 participants have benefited from various modules between 2015 and 2023. 35% of the graduates are disabled and 60% are women. The program includes a variety of modules centered around how to not only create social value, but also on how to specifically launch social impact startups. USA Perkins School for the Blind runs a model program approach to improve inclusive education for children with disabilities in 15 countries across three continents. Using its unique Perkins Quality Improvement Process and methodology, it evaluates the existing quality of learning, establishes a baseline and goals for improvement, and implements a training and mentoring plan for teachers, administrators, and parents. In 2023 alone, Perkins reached over 1 million children through 133 programs in 15 countries. Nigeria. Maple Leaf Early Years Foundation, an NGO based in Nigeria, provides early childhood and elementary education to children from low-income backgrounds, rural areas, and internally displaced persons camps. The organization operates transitional learning centers that offer technology-driven learning programs, teachers' training, and novel courses such as the agrivocational program to learn the basics of farming and ways to market their products. 
thus combining good practices regarding inclusive education, nutrition, and employment. India, Sightsavers India is working to bridge the digital divide for learners with visual impairments across 20 districts in eight states in India. The NGO collaborates with the respective ministries of education to upload textbooks to ICT devices and provide these devices, such as daisy players, to the visually impaired. In 2023, the project successfully enabled 98.6% of 487 learners with visual impairments to access ICT services. Overall, 1,337 children have received support since 2018, in which time the practice has grown from 5 to 20 districts. Pakistan Karachi Down Syndrome Program is a medium Pakistani NGO based in Karachi. It created the Early Preschool Experience Program, or EPEP, and the Program for Inclusive Education. They work with the children with Down Syndrome between 1.5 and 3 years, then assist them in the transition to a mainstream preschool or nursery. EPEP supported 7 toddlers in 2017, which grew to 23 in 2022. With the Program for Inclusive Education, the number of toddlers in mainstream schools grew from 9 in 2017 to 69 in 2022. Chile Instituto de la Sordera, Colegio Intercultural Bilingüe Dr. Jorge Oteje. The Institute of Deafness, Intercultural Bilingual School Dr. Jorge Oteje, is a non-profit private corporation based in Santiago de Chile which offers free quality education to deaf students. Used in sign language and the development of deaf culture and identity as a means of self-empowerment, the Institute practices reverse inclusion by incorporating hearing students in the school. It also collaborates with civil society organizations to create accessible educational material. Between 2020 and 2023, the Institute has provided education to about 100 students annually. Nigeria Sightsavers, an international NGO, and the International Disability Alliance lead a consortium of 11 organizations to implement inclusive futures. The Inclusive Education Project rolled out in Nigeria, Kenya, Bangladesh, Nepal, and Tanzania to integrate children with disabilities aged between 4 and 14 years old into mainstream schools. In 2021 and 2022, the project helped 1,607 children across the five countries to access mainstream education. Colombia. Fundación ICAL, a foundation based in Colombia, has developed and implemented a teaching model for students aged 3 to 25 years old. It is based on the principle of inverse inclusion, where students with and without disabilities study together with their siblings. With a particular focus on deaf students and students with mild cognitive disabilities, inverse inclusion educates students in the same educational environments regardless of disability. Classes are supported with sign language interpretation and other methods adapted to each individual's needs. Since the year 2000, 8,000 students have studied at the school, which is located in Chia, a suburb of Bogota. Israel. Israel Elwin, an NGO based in Israel, in collaboration with the Faculty of Education at Bar Ilan University, has set up the Mediational Intervention for Sensitizing Caregivers, MISC-SR, model. 
MISC-SR focuses on supporting toddlers with intellectual and developmental disabilities and reinforces positive interaction between parents, caregivers, and children through video analysis and defining behaviors that enhance interactions based on the child's sensory profile. The project has positively impacted 350 toddlers between 2020 and 2023 and facilitated their inclusion in the educational spaces. You're listening to a special broadcast celebrating the UN's International Day of Persons with Disabilities. On this day, the Zero Project releases its annual list of award winners that will be celebrated at the UN building in Vienna in February 2024. They are inclusive, innovative, and scalable solutions in inclusive education. Cambodia. Disability Development Services Program, or DDSP, is a Cambodian NGO. It implements community-based, inclusive development projects to improve the education and skills of youth with disabilities in the rural Persad province in western Cambodia. DDSP integrates children with disabilities in mainstream schools by improving the accessibility of the facilities, conducting multi-day capacity building courses for teachers, and increasing awareness on the rights of persons with disabilities amongst families and communities. DDSP also provides technical and vocational education and training at its inclusive training center, teaching cooking, sewing, motorbike repair, basic computer, and English skills. USA. St. Cloud State University in Minnesota runs the Center for International Disability Advocacy and Diplomacy. It offers a leadership and exchange program for deaf Chinese citizens who are awarded a graduate certificate program after their year-long stay. During that year, they participate in various activities, such as teaching Chinese sign language and Chinese culture to American deaf students. They lead a summer camp and create video modules on human rights. The project started in 2016 and has grown from one student to 10 students. The project is primarily funded through the Confucius Institute, which provides travel funds and stipends to help support the Chinese deaf interns. Austria. The Convent Hospital Barmherzige Brüder Linz is a hospital under the International Hospitaller Order Network as well as a member of the Association of the Deaf in Upper Austria. Since 2022, the hospital has facilitated and conducted German and Austrian sign language courses to deaf Ukrainian refugees and complemented these with accommodation and counseling support. Between 2022 and 2023, 47 deaf individuals have found accommodation and support, with 13 currently residing in two quarters. The Austrian sign language courses have been replicated by the Austrian job platform, job.com. Vietnam. The Research Center for Inclusion is a local Vietnamese NGO based in Hanoi. Along with the Vietnamese National Center for Special Education, it has developed a low-cost, flashcard-centric training module. This has increased access to inclusive education for primary school students with disabilities, especially in rural and impoverished provinces in Vietnam. The project has trained 120 teachers 
taught 274 children with disabilities and involved 269 parents and caregivers in training since 2020. USA Unified Schools is an inclusive education and sports program implemented by Special Olympics Latin America, an international NGO based in the United States. The program fosters an inclusive environment for children and youth with and without intellectual disabilities, enabling them to become agents of change in their communities. It consists of four components, unified sports, young athletes, inclusive leadership, and whole school engagement. The program has been implemented in Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Mexico, El Salvador, Paraguay, and the Dominican Republic. Ukraine, CSR Ukraine, an association of 120 companies conducting corporate social responsibility projects in Ukraine, created Career Hub Pro Freelance. The program offers two month-long online courses for youth with disabilities, centered around three professional directions. One, copywriting. Two, graphic design. And three, video editing. All three courses delve into the peculiarities of work on the freelance market and are proven so effective that only three of the 68 alumni students in 2023 did not find a paying job. United Arab Emirates. The Citra Foundation based in the UAE has created the Learn and Work program to help young people with cognitive disabilities across the country transition into the workforce. The program provides six weeks of hybrid learning to improve digital and communication skills followed by a three-month paid internship. It concludes with a certificate from the British University in Dubai. In 2022, the program benefited 25 young persons with disabilities, with six finding full-time employment afterwards. India. Schools Where All Belong is a project implemented by Fourth Wave Foundation, a medium-sized national NGO based in India. The project focuses on children with disabilities within 14 rural districts of Karnataka, a state in the southwestern region of India, in which, according to UNICEF, 70,000 children with disabilities have never gone to school. Subsequently, the Bridge School Model School Readiness Program facilitates inclusion and prepares children for mainstream education. So far, the program has impacted over 60,000 children and increased the enrollment of children with disabilities in government schools from 1 to 30% since 2006. Spain. Fundación Good Job, a foundation based in Spain, provides the impact training programs. They are free and implemented online across the country to improve technological skills of persons with disabilities and ultimately increase their chances of employment. Their trainings are conducted by volunteers who work in the IT sector with whom the students design their trainings. Nepal. The local and provincial government of the Nepalese province of Koshi, along with the Karuna Foundation Nepal, runs the Disability Prevention and Rehabilitation Program for Inclusive Education for Children with Disabilities. The partners collaborate to train teachers in inclusive education, identify out-of-school children, evaluate students, and create classes to improve their skills. Since 2018, the program has enrolled 1,267 children with disabilities in schools, and it has built 35 accessible schools. 
475 children with severe disabilities have received home-based education. Spain. The Charm EU Alliance, initiated in 2019 by several European universities, is a large-scale academic organization that aims to promote mobility, inclusiveness, and competitiveness in European higher education. The project focuses on creating an inclusive environment and removing barriers for students and staff, including persons with disabilities. Through collaboration with stakeholders and students, the project ensures that lectures on and offline are conducted inclusively. The Charm EU Alliance has 500 individuals involved across nine partner universities. Palestine. The Palestinian Center for Communication and Development Strategies, or PCCDS, is a local NGO that was established in the city of Hebron in 2009 by a group of young people with various disabilities. It runs a program that specializes in supporting the educational outcomes of persons with hearing and visual disabilities in 64 United Nations Relief and Works Agency camp schools. Overall, examinations for 1,900 male and female students were conducted by doctors who subsequently provided hearing aids to 161 students and glasses for 243 students. Argentina. Escuelita Ambulante Caminos de Tiza. An NGO based in Argentina called Caminos de Tiza, or Chalk Roads, is a mobile and traveling therapeutic pedagogical education project aimed at persons with disabilities in rural and indigenous communities. The project focuses on early detection and neurodevelopmental disorders and access to assistive devices. It is novel given its focus on indigenous populations that lack services and resources. Since 2014, Caminos de Tiza has trained 10,000 teachers and integrated over 700 children with disabilities into the education system. Israel. Crambo Wings, an Israeli youth movement and NGO that supports persons with disabilities, runs an inclusive kindergarten project that prioritizes and develops inclusive and belonging language among the children themselves, rather than just focusing on the teachers. Scenarios include play-like environments in which, quote, and if a guest arrives, close quote, is simulated. Games are also encouraged, which specifically instills self-advocacy from an early age. The bilingual program, Hebrew and Arabic, has grown from four kindergartens to 12 across two municipalities between its inception and 2023. Palestine. Etzfeluna Society for Deaf Children, or ASDC, a Palestine-based NGO has implemented the EU-funded project Developing an Inclusive Education Environment for Children with and Without Disabilities in the Gaza Strip. Partnering with CBM, ASDC produces video lectures and online classes equipped with sign language and easy language delivered through hybrid and blended e-learning methodologies. Between 2018 and 2023, ASDC contributed to the inclusion of 800 children with disabilities in mainstream schools and provided training for 400 teachers. Germany. Christoffel Blindenmission, an international development organization based in Germany, runs a project in Turkana County, Kenya, focused on inclusive education for children with disabilities in refugee camps. Teachers in the affected areas underwent a five-day training in the first year in 2022 and a five-day refresher course in 2023. 
124 teachers have been trained this way between 2022 and 23, and have also received mentorship and peer-to-peer support throughout. Democratic Republic of the Congo. Appui au développement à l'enfant en détresse, ADED, an NGO based in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, implemented a program called Tsunafesi in collaboration with the national government. It provides quality, inclusive education to children with disabilities in mainstream schools in the Uvira region. The program, following the Inspire to Care model by the Karuna Foundation Nepal, improves the accessibility of educational facilities, trains staff on inclusive teaching methodologies, and organizes self-help group for parents. Between 2020 and 2023, the program raised the school attendance of children with disabilities from 5% to 68.5% in the South Kivu province. Hungary The Salva Vida Foundation is a Hungarian DPO based in Budapest, Hungary. It runs a NEAT Youth House, NEAT stands for Not in Employment, Education or Training, that offers a range of diverse services to participants over the span of 16 months. The Youth House provides attention and specialized therapy and training to the NEAT population they would not receive elsewhere in Hungary. 210 NEAT alumni have participated in the program between 2018 and 2022. 70 of these 210 alumni found employment, and four became self-employed. India, the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, CSIR, is an Indian research and development organization established by the Indian government in 1942. It created the Indian Sign Language-enabled virtual platform to make STEM learning accessible to the Indian deaf community. The platform was developed by a team of deaf and hearing professionals and offers open access to high-quality STEM content translated into ISL, including comics, games, infographics, simulations, and videos, all catered to different learning levels. Around 250 content videos and more than 100 vocabulary videos were developed in 2022. Georgia. The McLean Association for Children, Georgia, is an NGO that founded Mishoblis Skivri, Georgian for Parents' Chest. This digital resource effort addresses the knowledge gap among parents with disabled children in Georgia by providing education and technical support to remote areas in both live events as well as one-on-one consultation meetings with team members. Over 2,500 consultations were conducted between 2021 and July 2023, and 3.45 million users engaged via the respective MAC Georgia social media channels. Peru. In 2012, the Asociación Ministerio Diaconal Paz y Esperanza, a Peruvian NGO, created a course to teach Peruvian sign language as a first language and written Spanish as a second language. It benefits deaf children in Nueva Cajamarca, a village in the Amazon rainforest region. The course covers a basic teaching of sign language, mathematical operations, geography, and history. Plus, it promotes an understanding of deaf culture in the students and their families. The curriculum is based on the Peruvian Beethoven School for the Deaf. Armenia. Bridge of Hope. 
an NGO based in Armenia, runs a project focused on providing pedagogical and psychological support services to enable children with disabilities in the Tavish province of Armenia to access mainstream education. The project includes individualized support to children, teacher training, individualized education program development, parental engagement, and community sensitization activities. As of 2022, it has reached 135 schools and six vocational schools, benefiting 550 children with disabilities. Australia. Together, Access and Inclusion Training is a training program set up by Youth Affairs Council Victoria, a local NGO based in the state of Victoria. It is led by people with disabilities who provide online and in-person support, resources, and post-program assistance by youth workers and organizations. Since 2018, the project has grown substantially with a total of 1,241 participants in 110 training sessions and over 34,000 people accessing online resources. The program was set up and funded with grants from the National Disability Insurance Agency and the Australian Department of Social Services. Austria. Schulzentrum HTL-HAK Ungargasse is a technical high school located in Vienna, Austria. Following a reverse integration policy, the school prioritizes the admission of students with physical and sensory disabilities. It provides them with support such as free assistive devices and support teachers. Teachers are regularly trained on inclusive teaching practices and the school is characterized by barrier-free architecture as well as a boarding facility for students coming in from outside the area. Since 1987, the number of students has grown from 400 to 1,200 with a target of 30% of students with disabilities. Bangladesh The Disabled Rehabilitation and Research Association is a Bangladeshi NGO. It created the Community-Based Resource Center for Development, also known as Varen School, to provide early intervention and play-based preschool education for children with and without disabilities across Bangladesh. Varen School operates in a space provided by the community, with young people working as volunteers and parents in charge of teaching. Starting with 15 students in the Satkara district in 2012, in 2023, the school provides education to 1,030 students across 11 districts of Bangladesh. USA The Spoon Foundation, an international development NGO based in Portland, Oregon, runs a project that combines a training curriculum with a free digital health app called Count Me In. Its aim is to reduce malnutrition in children with disabilities in Africa and Southeast Asia. Trained service providers use Count Me In to assess and monitor children's growth, anemia status, and feeding challenges. Once trained, the service providers can operate independently using the app. In 2022, Spoon trained nearly 600 people in nine countries, who in turn reached over 14,000 children. Colombia. Fundación ICAL a foundation based in Colombia has developed and implemented a teaching model for students aged 3 to 25 years old. It is based on the principle of inverse inclusion, where students with and without disabilities study together with their siblings. 
With a particular focus on deaf students and students with mild cognitive disabilities, Inverse Inclusion educates students in the same educational environments regardless of disability. Classes are supported with sign language interpretation and other methods adapted to each individual's needs. Since the year 2000, 8,000 students have studied at the school, which is located in Chia, a suburb of Bogota. Belgium. The Joint Emergency Early Childhood Development Support for Ukrainian Refugees Project is led by the European Association of Service Providers for Persons with Disabilities, an NGO based in Brussels, Belgium. In collaboration with UNICEF, a UN agency, and six additional partner organizations, it aims to provide emergency early childhood intervention support to over 12,000 families and children from Ukraine who have been displaced due to the war. 545 family consultants and 571 peer supporters were trained between November 2022 and February 2023 and were subsequently able to provide emergency support to nearly 11,000 people through July 2023. Saudi Arabia King Abdelaziz University is a Saudi university based in Jeddah. In 2018, it developed the project We Hear You to improve the Arabic language skills of deaf and hard of hearing students wishing to enroll in the university. The intensive language program provides students with accessible study materials that lasts up to two years and ends with a comprehensive test. Between 2018 and 2023, the admission of deaf and hard of hearing students has grown from 18 to 100 within the programs of fashion design, communication, and media. Publicly funded, a similar practice is being implemented at Taipei University in 2023. Brazil. Mais diferenças. A small Brazilian NGO offers an inclusive education laboratory for educations in Sao Paulo. The laboratory offers a 20-hour course to learn how art can contribute to the creation and experimentation of inclusive and diverse pedagogical practices, curricula, and activities for classes with students with and without disabilities. Since 2019, the laboratory has trained 299 educators in 233 Sao Paulo schools. Malawi World Vision Malawi, in cooperation with the Malawi National Association of the Deaf, has implemented the Timorenge 365 T365 Digital Books Project. It offers accessible digital books in Malawian Sign Language, Tambuka, and Chichewa to children with disabilities in reading programs and schools for the deaf across Malawi. Since 2021, 3,500 children with print, learning, and hearing disabilities in the regions of Lupembe Mlare, Muchenda, and Njema have received access to more than 300 digital books. Brazil. The Gio Clemente Institute, a large national NGO and service provider based in Brazil, runs the Specialized Educational Assistance Center project. It aims to ensure access to regulation, education, and success for individuals with intellectual disabilities and autism spectrum disorder. They provide learning sessions with well-equipped rooms, use accessible pedagogical resources, offer training sessions for teachers, and support for families. Since 2011, it has assisted over 320 children and teenagers with disabilities. Japan. White Hands Chorus Nippon, an NGO based in Japan, manages and runs an inclusive music choir. It consists of children that are vision impaired or deaf or have intellectual disabilities and children without disabilities. 
It brings orchestral music to life in an innovative way, combining an orchestra, a singing group, and gestural group that performs using sign language. White Hands Chorus Nippon offers free weekly lessons and organizes professional performances across Japan. You're listening to a special broadcast celebrating the UN's International Day of Persons with Disabilities. We continue with our list of Zero Project awardees in inclusive education. Chile. The Centro UC Syndrome of the Down is part of the Catholic University of Chile and based in Santiago. It developed a comprehensive developmental stimulation program for children 0 to 6 years old with Down syndrome to support their early childhood development. The children are stimulated in groups based on their personal and cognitive development. Their emotional well-being and interpersonal skills are promoted through arts and psychoeducation. India. Enable India, a disabled persons organization, has set up the Rural Self-Employment Training Institute which includes a vocational training curriculum for its Entrepreneurship Development Program, or EDP. EDP's vocational approach is a first of its kind in India and covers key skills and training for women with disabilities, such as beautician, tailoring, or jute bag making. The program has trained 9,000 persons with disabilities between 2013 and 2023, with 80% engaging in 141 self-employment trades. Subsequently, the Ministry of Rural Development in India has adopted the model and replicated it in 562 training institutes across India. Australia. The Australian Network on Disability, an Australian NGO, launched the Directing Change Scholarship, a three-year educational program that creates a unique pathway and pipeline for persons with disabilities in Australia to join company boards. Throughout the three-year program, participants undergo an eight-month mentoring initiative in which they develop a toolkit for directors on fostering accessibility. In its first year, 2022, the program received 226 applications, awarded 22 scholarships, and engaged with over 300 company directors. Spain. The Onze Foundation. A large Spanish foundation created the training program Por Talento Digital to improve the employability of persons with disabilities in the digital and technological field. The program offers in-person, online, and hybrid training options. It trains basic digital skills, upskilling courses, and highly specialized training. The program is available free of charge. Since 2019, the program has trained nearly 21,000 persons with disabilities. Myanmar. Living Dignity for the Blind, a disabled persons organization based in Myanmar, provides decentralized courses and informal training to visually impaired individuals in remote areas of Myanmar. Users with disabilities receive online and in-person training on how to use a multitude of devices and assistive technologies. Moreover, the project enables persons with disabilities to develop global apps that address unmet demands amongst the disabled population in Myanmar. An example includes the Money Reader app developed by participants, which was downloaded 10,000 times between 2018 and 2023. Guatemala. Asociación de Padres y Amigos de Personas con Discapacidad Santiago Atitlán. A small NGO based in Guatemala and CBM, a large international NGO based in Germany, have jointly developed a project funded by the German government. It is titled Promoting Inclusive Education in Guatemala Through the Development of Universal Learning Design. 
The project supports students with and without disabilities in preschool and elementary schools. Since 2021, it has trained 500 teachers and 400 parents to the benefit of 800 children in 10 schools. Austria. The Johannes Kepler University, based in Linz, developed a new and novel curriculum in its medical faculty. It introduced the field of developmental medicine into the medical school curriculum, ensuring that the needs and rights of persons with disabilities are considered in the medical profession. Detailed modules such as developmental medicine, determining developmental profiles, ensure that doctors have the skill set to provide the best medical support to persons with disabilities. 600 medical students have been taught this new curriculum between 2014 and 2022. Mexico. Centro Indisciplinario de Derechos, Infancia y Parentalidad, AC, is an NGO based in Mexico. In 2020, it launched App Morada. The app aims to prevent and address gender-based violence, particularly among women with disabilities, through accessible formats. Since 2020, the app has benefited approximately 25,000 women. In addition, the organization trained public servants, organized workshops, and created a movement of 32 female disability advocates across Mexico. Turkey, Anguilla Merkezi, a disability center affiliated with its local municipality and located in western Turkey, produces tactile educational and game materials for children with visual impairments. The materials combine different textures, braille writings, and audio signals activated with touch. Between 2018 and 2023, the materials have been used in schools by 3,000 students and teachers across Turkey, as well as more than 2,000 in nine countries in Africa and 600 in Pakistan. Brazil. The Federal University of Paraíba in Brazil has developed Velibras, a sign language database that is entirely public free and open source. Its vocabulary has approximately 21,000 signs animated and in 3D and about 100,000 predefined sentences in Portuguese sign language. In addition, the university offers Vilibra Suite that offers machine translation from Portuguese to Brazilian sign language. In 2023, Vilibras has approximately 40 million daily accesses and performs around 3 million translations per month. Ukraine the Unified Information System of the Social Sphere, or UISSS, is a project implemented by the Ministry of Social Policy in Ukraine and funded by international donors such as USAID. It is a unique e-government project that digitizes and verifies the needs of persons with disabilities to two key stakeholders, the Ukrainian government, as well as international donors and volunteers. OISSS allows registration and receipt of social services, reducing the need for physical visits to social security agencies. It does so by setting up accessible and mobile-friendly electronic accounts for social assistance recipients. In addition, the Adopamoga platform, part of the OISSS, facilitates assistance from international organizations, donors, and volunteers directly to individuals with disabilities. Portugal. The Center for Capability Development, an NGO based in the city of Casem, has provided inclusive early childhood intervention, or ECI, since 2009. The CECD model is based on case managers who coordinate the ECI-related interventions of three ministries, Ministry of Education, Ministry of Health, 
and Ministry of Labor and Social Services, substantially improving the access of families to ECI support systems. In 2021, 154 case managers reached almost 80,000 children and their families. Kenya, Kilimanjaro Blind Trust Africa, or KBTA, is a charitable trust based in Kenya, which operates in six countries in Eastern Africa. It offers education and digital skills to learners with visual impairments in public educational institutions through technology and innovation. Between 2018 and 2023, KBTA trained 500 teacher trainers and 120 school-based technicians to maintain 2,500 Orbit readers, 100 laptops with specific speech software, and 150 Orion scientific calculators. It has impacted over 3,000 students in that span of time. Paraguay. The in-dashboard is a web portal developed by Fundación Saraki, a small Paraguayan NGO. It includes a template management tool for structuring data requests and an online business intelligence portal for data consolidation and visualization. In 2022, it partnered with local organizations of persons with disabilities in eight countries to collect data on employment and worker rights indicators. In 2023, it was adopted by the UNCRPD committee to receive alternative reports from 19-plus countries in the Americas. Azerbaijan. The Ministry of Labor and Social Protection of the Republic of Azerbaijan has implemented an innovative service delivery system for disability benefits and pensions. It eliminates the need for individuals to submit applications or gather paperwork by automatically verifying eligibility and assigning benefits. The system pulls information from over 80 stakeholders, thus reducing the administrative burden. Since 2019, over 46,800 persons with disabilities have benefited from this e-government service between 2020 to 2023. You're listening to a special broadcast celebrating the UN's International Day of Persons with Disabilities. You've just heard the annual list of Zero Project Award winners that will be celebrated at the UN Building in Vienna in February 2024. They are inclusive, innovative, and scalable solutions in inclusive education and information and communications technology. AMI-audio manager Andy Frank looks ahead to the conference with one of today's readers, Stephen Scott of Double Tap. Every February, the Zero Project hosts a three-day conference, which includes a significant amount of new awardees, such as the ones we revealed a few minutes ago. It's a typical conference in many ways, with plenary sessions and large group lectures and award ceremonies, breakout sessions, social events, and so on. But you'll never see a more unique gathering of accomplished individuals, actual difference makers from all over the world. And the venue is an appropriate one, the United Nations Building in Vienna. Last year, I was joined by Stephen Scott of Double Tap, who recorded five shows from the conference floor, and he rejoins the broadcast now. Hi, Stephen. Hey, Andy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Stephen, what were your impressions? So it's interesting for me because I do get the chance to, certainly not as much since lockdown, I guess, and since the lockdowns were lifted, but certainly prior to that, I used to travel around the world and go to very interesting conferences, meet lots of interesting people, especially in the disability space, and I was kind of expecting more of that from the Zero Project conference. I think the difference with Zero Project is the, the passion that comes along with it. 
there seems to be a real passion, not to say other conferences don't have that, but there's a distinct focus on disabled people telling their stories, sharing their lives, sharing their experiences, and actually talking about their achievements. Rather than a group of people getting together to talk about what disabled people can do, we were actually hearing from disabled people who had done. Right. So it was more of a celebration of accomplishments versus a wish list. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's been a problem for many years. And I think that, especially where I come from in the UK, there's such a focus on people doing things for disabled people. What I get from the Zero Project conference is a bunch of disabled people who have done things for themselves. And that, to me, is is the bit that actually, dare I say it, inspires me. So you spoke to, I don't know, let's call it 50 people in the time that we were there. Maybe you just tell me a couple of people that really left an impression on you. You know, it's always great to meet up with the, the company representatives from Apple and Google and they're beginning to feel like old friends. You know, we, we just meet and we chat and, you know, everything's off the record, obviously. And it's always good fun to do and really nice to catch up with everyone. But, you know, it's always really nice. And, and there are times you will meet people who you will think, wow, I didn't know about this or I didn't know about that. There was one guy we spoke to, an incredible guy who knew all about echolocation. In fact, he taught echolocation and we had such an interesting conversation. And the great irony about the conversation itself was that we didn't intend it to happen at all. We literally bumped into each other at the stand. He came over, he sat down, and he was having his lunch at my table where I was doing the interviews. And uh, I said, uh, what is it you're doing here? And he told me he was uh, all about echolocation and you know mobility for blind people. And uh, we got into a really interesting conversation. I don't think he even had his lunch at the end of it. I think he just had the conversation and then he left. But it was a really, really interesting chat with him. And Shani Dander, who really stood out for me, this is a, a woman who has talked a lot about disability and I learned a lot about her disability as uh, someone who is of diminutive stature and someone who has lots of challenges when it comes to, to this life. And a lot of them, you know, just because you're disabled doesn't mean you know everything about disability. And I certainly didn't. And I learned a lot about the challenges she had, for example, in just buying clothes. You know, just trying to buy clothes. She says there's more children, there's more, what was it, more clothes made for dogs than there are for people of her size. And I thought that was really astounding. That really stood out. And and she's just won an award here in the UK as one of the, the UK's top most influential disabled people. And I, I think that is just fantastic because she is. She she's not only influential, but she is passionate. And she's a really good role model for disabled people. And, and I, I just saw and think of so many examples of people I met like that at Zero Project. So 2024 is uh, going to be a very busy one. We're going back. Uh, this time is February 20th through the 23rd. And uh, I'm curious as to what it is that you're looking forward to accomplishing this time. Last time you did, I think it was five double tap uh, episodes from the floor. So what about this year? Yeah, you, you have me working. Uh, you really do. And, uh, you know, you like to get as much out of me as you can. And quite right, too, because, you know, what? what's brilliant about what we do over there is we tell stories no one else is telling. And that's what I love about what I do for a living. I, I actually get to tell stories no one else will talk about. And yet every single one of those stories could be an episode in its own. Right. You know, every single story is fascinating. And obviously, I'm going into this with the tech head on. Uh, our show is a tech show, believe it or not. And we do occasionally bring it up. And, you know, part of the discussion we have is around new and emerging technologies. And I think with the rise of artificial intelligence, there's 
a range of interesting conversations going on in the space about what this will do for accessibility. And I'll be interested to see uh, who will be there to talk about that from their perspective, because it's just everywhere. Uh, but also to find out about who is leading the charge in other parts of the world, not just in the UK or in Canada or in the US, but in other parts of the world. Because, you know, this is another major part of Zero Project. It's worldwide. So we get to hear about European projects, African projects, Indian projects, Australian projects, parts of the world we don't generally hear a lot about. And not just around tech, of course. This is uh, everything is covered at Zero Project. But... You know, from our perspective, we're going into this looking and seeking out those individuals with their stories about what technology can do for disabled people and actually how disabled people are in the driving seat of that change. And a rumor tells me you might actually be branching off into television this time around. Absolutely true. Yeah, we're bringing Access Tech Live, our pan-disability technology show, which is on AMI-TV every single Thursday at 12 noon Eastern. Uh, that is uh, going to be broadcast live from Vienna. I'm very excited about that. Marco Flalo and I will be there in person. We'll be talking to people about the event and just giving that perspective again to our television audience and to our wider audience of disabled people who tune into that show every week. The chance to really learn and listen uh, to, to projects that are going on around the world. I, I think that's the biggest takeaway from Zero Project because we are so used to hearing about wonderful projects from Silicon Valley and all the rest. But actually, what about other parts of the world? You know, we call them developing nations in some cases. Actually, some are way more developed than we might give them credit for. And disabled people are at the heart of that, and Zero Project recognizes that. And for me, the most exciting thing is Sean Priest is actually going to be on site this time, as opposed to being on the other end of a virtual line, because last year at this time, or at that time, in uh, February of uh, this past year, Sean was laid up a little bit, uh, but uh, this time he's uh, he's going to be joining the fray, and that's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you know we're trying to work out with uh, Vienna Customs how to get the shed through customs because we're not. I think it goes into oversized baggage on the plane. I think that's how it works. I've seen the shed firsthand, and it's really not all that big. He might be able to squeeze it in. <laughs> He might be able to bring it on board. I've seen people do that. I, I think that's true. And I think it would be interesting to see uh, if Sean could stay in his shed while he travels. Because first off, it saves us money on a seat. And also, uh, it allows him to do some work, uh, which you know I'll have plenty for him to do when he's over there. <laughs> Stephen Scott, thank you very much for uh, reading off those winners in the ICT category. And thank you very much for joining us here on our December 3rd International Day of Persons with Disabilities special broadcast. Thanks, Andy. For more information on this year's awardees and the conference coming up in February, visit zeroproject.org. We'd like to thank Zero Project for all the work they do and the awardee announcement materials. We'd also like to thank all of our readers today. Jacob Shymansky, Bruce Baclarian, Nizreen Abdelmajid, Stephen Scott, and Andy Frank. I'm Grace Scofield, and it was my pleasure to read some of the remarkable bios and to technically produce this broadcast. Coming up after the break, a different take on the International Day of Persons with Disabilities, hosted and produced by Jacob Shymansky. Thank you for listening.